So as we dig into the Word today, um, I want to talk to you about the importance of remaining productive. And so here in Matthew 25, I just want to read two verses, and we'll look at the others a little bit later in the teaching. But in verse 14, Jesus starts off, and he says this, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. So we realize Jesus is going to talk about principles of the kingdom. This is what God's kingdom looks like and functions like. And then in verse 21, there's a beautiful verse uh, in the same story, and it says, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Now, you probably know the story uh, by now um, through the hints you've got from the Word. It's the story of the five talents, the two talents, and the one talent. And Jesus responding to the man who had the five talents and had multiplied and been productive, Jesus said, I will give you five more. And isn't it interesting that when we look at the story, we see the person who got the five talents as the one who got the most, the one who got a lot, and he multiplied that. But notice what Jesus says in this verse. He says, you've been faithful over a few things, and I will give you much more. That tells me that our perspective needs to align with God's perspective. He always sees abundance. He always sees more for our lives. And so when we become productive, we position ourselves to enter into the more that God has for us. And so, as we talk about being productive, notice that Jesus says to this man, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. So, if we want to walk in joy, if we want to strengthen our joy, we need to learn how to be faithful in what God has given us. Let me give you the definition of faithfulness. The word faithfulness in the dictionary says to remain loyal or steadfast, to be true to the facts according to the original. The word faithfulness means to be committed, consistent, and reliable. And in the Greek definition of this word, it says this, to be trustworthy or believing. Especially, it makes this emphasis to be quick to believe God. So someone who's faithful is quick to believe what God says about them and to them. Let's read the rest of the story and we'll pick it up in verse 14. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Please remember this. God always gives to you and I according to our ability. We never have to look at someone who has more or someone who has less in any different way because the reality is never compare. God always deals with our lives according to where we are with him. That's a powerful truth and a liberating one. It goes on in verse 16 and says, Then he had received the five talents went out and traded with them and made another five. 
And likewise, who had received two, gained two more also. But who had received one, went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. Verse 21, the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Please notice that Jesus immediately links a word with faithfulness that we never read in the dictionary definition. He links multiplication or productivity or gaining more to faithfulness because he says, you've gained five more. I will entrust even more to you, you good and faithful servant. So Jesus links productivity and multiplication with being faithful. That is very significant because when we realize that God wants us to be productive in our lives, it should inspire us and stir us to do more. He went, this, uh, this servant, the one who received the five and the two, went out, was productive, got busy, and therefore was able to multiply what had been given to him. And the result is he received greater and more from the owner of the talents. Let's read on in verses 22 and 23. It goes on, it says, He also who received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. And the Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you Lord over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Again, as with the five talented servant, he went out, was productive, produced equal to what he was given, and so God attributed to him faithfulness. Again, something that's really encouraging. The man who received five talents produced five more. The man who produced two talents produced two more. They produced exactly to the same level, although the amounts were different. It was equal because they produced according to their ability. God does not need or require of you and I to produce more than we're able to. This servant entered into the joy of the Lord and received the same feedback. Now let's read to the end of the story. In verse 24, it says, Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed, and I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to at least have deposited the money with bankers, and at my coming would have, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who had the ten talents. So we see here the third talent, this, sorry, the third servant 
buried the talent he had, and look what his response was. Look what his feedback was. You're a lazy, unproductive servant. And he lost even what he had. Oh no, (laughs) that is terrible feedback. You see, when time is up and we come before the Lord Jesus Christ and he evaluates our lives, I don't know about you, but I want to hear these words. Well done, you good and faithful servant. If you and I want to hear that, we need to realize today we need to be productive with what God has entrusted into our lives according to our ability. Let's think about that this morning. We all have one shot at this life. Let's give it everything we have. We must decide, it's a decision we make to be productive with whatever talent, resources, or ability we've been given. Now, let's evaluate some things. The reason this third servant was not productive was his mindset and his emotions led him to the wrong conclusion. His circumstances had shaped him rather than him be shaped according to his circumstance or allowing himself to be shaped uh, through what he was going through by being productive. I had to deal with this in my own life over the past year during this COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm sure you have had to as well. There have been days of being up and a lot of days of being down because we were limited by what we could do. We were forced almost into a time of being unproductive, and so what happens is you tend to get lazy, your mind becomes unproductive, you make excuses, and what happens if you're not careful, if you don't guard your heart, if you don't keep yourself uh, progressive and sharp, what happens is you become unproductive, you become lazy. And here's the reality. The more you allow that, the worse it gets. And so what happens is eventually you don't realize it, but you've slipped so far back that it's almost difficult or impossible to get yourself back where you know you'd love to be and where you believe you need to be. So today, I want to talk to you about dealing with those restrictions, dealing with those things in our lives, just three things you can do from today that will help you and I to keep our mindset right, to keep our emotions in check so that we can remain productive. Here we go. Number one, start today to believe your next stop is abundance. Start to believe today that God is working for you, God is working with you, and even if this season is difficult, even if this season we've had to uh, reduce things or decrease in areas, believe with all your heart that your next stop is abundance. Listen to Psalm 66, and I'll read from verse 12. It says, you have caused us, you have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire, we went through the water, but you brought us out to a rich fulfillment. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay my vows, uh, which my lips have uttered, and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. What David was saying was during the difficult time of my life, it felt like I was overwhelmed. It felt like everything was coming against me. But Lord, you never gave up on me. You brought me through to a rich fulfillment. And now 
I'm going to fulfill. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to bring my seed. I'm going to bring my finances. I'm going to serve you and I'm going to follow you. You see, this word fulfillment is a beautiful word. It's actually, in the Hebrew, it's the word satisfaction. It actually says this, to have a running over and a wealth in your life. It actually means to come to a wealthy place. You see, listen carefully. You can have wealth and resources and be completely unhappy, discontent, and angry. You're not in a wealthy place. You have wealth. But you see, you can have less, but be in a wealthy place because you're richly fulfilled, because you know you're in the will of God, you know you're living for God, your heart is full of joy, because you are being productive with what God has given you. You see, that wealthy place is a safe place where we can go and we can fellowship with God and we can share our lives with Him. I love, I was listening to Joyce Meyer this week and she said this, you know, sometimes even although I'm so blessed, I still feel dissatisfied. And she said there was a time where she felt bad about that and then the Lord Holy Spirit gave her a scripture in Ecclesiastes that says God has placed eternity in our hearts. And until we're in his presence, until we're living in our purpose, there will always be an element of dissatisfaction because the truth is worldly things can never satisfy us because we are spiritual beings. Isn't that encouraging? And so many of us today find ourselves in challenging situations. We might feel like we've been unfairly treated, like the, the, the road we've got to walk is all uphill. You may feel challenged by the things you're facing. Maybe you feel today you're going through the fire. Or maybe you feel so overwhelmed that you're you're underwater and barely breathing. I want to encourage you today. God loves you. I want to encourage us today. Jesus is your friend. And your heavenly Father hears your cry and he wants to rescue you. For years in my own life, I've had different struggles that I've had to work through as I've served God. Uh, different things that had to be dealt with in my life, attitudes I had to change. But like Paul, I can stand here today and say, out of all of them, God has delivered me. God has brought me through to rich fulfillment. And you know what? Sometimes it felt like it was going to go on forever. I remember many, many years ago, before I was here on the coast, I went through a season where financially it just seemed like we never got ahead. And every time we got a little breakthrough, something else would break or something else would go wrong. And it really felt like the season was never going to end. But you know, one day, suddenly, a breakthrough came and it turned everything around. So I want to encourage you. God is not only able, He's willing to bring you through to a wealthy place. Think of Caleb. Everyone was telling him, hey, you're 80 years old. It's time to settle down. Go to the backside of the mountain and retire. But you know what Caleb's attitude was? He says, man, if God is with me, give me that mountain. I'm ready to take on the giants. That's a productive attitude. That's an attitude of, I'm going to keep multiplying until my day is done. I'm going to be victorious. You see, our Heavenly Father doesn't lie. When He tells you that He'll bring you to a rich fulfillment, He means it and He can deliver. No matter what you're going on, uh, sorry, what, no matter what you're going through, no matter how difficult it is, today, start to say, I trust the Lord, I serve the Lord, and I'm going to step into 
my place of abundance. Number two, the second thing you can do to keep your mind productive and to stay in a place where you're moving forward and you're multiplying is number two, start today to believe in God's goodness. Not only to believe in his godness, in his goodness, but to also step in to a lifestyle of prayer, especially praying in the spirit. Because that builds your faith. Listen to James 1 verse 17. It says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God does not change his mind about you or me. He loves us. He's passionate about us. And he wants to show you his goodness. Now, we need to remember today that Prayer and praise are an expression of our faith and our trust that God is good and he's on our side. In Psalm 50 verse 23, it says, Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show them my salvation. So keep on praying. Keep on praising. That's how we tune in and listen to the sound of heaven. And then when we hear what heaven is saying, we can get moving and be productive. Praise makes us productive. It stretches us so that our praise can get louder and our prayer can go deeper. You see, prayer is an expression of your request for God to intervene supernaturally in your life. We can only get to that place in Jesus as we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us. And when we allow that, he changes us from the inside out. God wants to lead you through your storm to the place of victory. God will lead you through your adversity. He is your God. He is still your Father. And you know, we can go into his presence and we can draw his strength, and his resource, and we can partake of his goodness. It'll build our faith, and it'll encourage us. So while you're in that place, while you're developing this attitude of faith in in God's goodness and believing it, it's so important that you realize the power of praying in the Spirit. You know, Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. It says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. How be it in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. When you're praying in your heavenly language, you're speaking mysteries to God. You're declaring the goodness of God. You're praying into things you don't even know what you're praying into, but it's going to make a difference because you're praying accurately. Because it says in verse 14 of chapter 14, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. God has given us a powerful prayer gift of praying in tongues, which is not limited by distance, time, or my head knowledge. When you pray in tongues, you could be praying for your future. You could be praying for a loved one that's not even with you at the moment. You could be praying into a situation that you're trusting God for and you don't even realize it. And you know, some people stop praying because they think, well, I can't understand it. You're not supposed to understand it because if you were supposed to understand it, God can reveal it to you. 
Paul said, he who prays in tongues, let him pray that he may interpret. And you know, you can be praying in tongues sometimes and worshiping God, and God can give you the interpretation in your spirit. He can show you things, and that can help you to make better decisions. You see, just because your mind is, just because your understanding is unfruitful doesn't mean that it's not from God. Because the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Paul said this, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than you all. So simply begin to trust his goodness. Begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray with your understanding. And trust God to bring his plan to pass in your life. Especially sometimes you'll feel the urge to pray. And that's because God is leading you to pray into a situation that you might be facing that is with you now or may be coming in the future. Romans 8, verse 26 to 28. It ends in 28. It says, For all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. You see, when you pray, when you praise, you're trusting in God's goodness that he will lead you out of your limited realm into the supernatural realm where you'll begin to see great things happening. Number three. The third thing that you can do to keep your mind productive and your emotions in line is this. Start today to believe that you can. You see, I've been around a lot of people and I've been those people sometimes who look at others and say, wow, look what God's doing. God did that for them. God can do that for them. But when we go home sometimes, we don't really believe that God can do it for us. Or through us. We don't believe that we can. And I want to encourage you today. You can because you, sir, ma'am, are a child and a daughter of the Most High God. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. The parable that we've just read holds powerful insight into how God's kingdom operates. He gives us talents. We need to exercise them by being productive. We are partners with him. We do the natural, and he will do the supernatural. Some of us haven't been seen results because we've been like that one talented servant who's become unproductive, lazy, and full of excuses. And we're going to see in a moment why that happened. We are partners with God, and it's important that we understand. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This very popular scripture is often quoted out of context. It doesn't mean that you can just do anything you want. It does mean that you have access to Christ's strength no matter what you're encountering in your life. And if you are following God's purpose and plan, if you're in a place, God's strength is your strength. Paul was talking specifically about how he was able through the power of Christ in his life, to be content no matter what he was facing in his life. And that is really important. I do believe by God's grace we can have whatever we, we can do, whatever it is in life we need to do. I think we need to have that positive mindset. There is nothing that's too much if you're trusting God. You can handle whatever comes your way because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. That is an important and positive attitude that all of us need to develop if we're going to be productive. So can I encourage you today? Cheer up. 
God is on your side. Stop being upset about things that you can do nothing about. It's so important in this season that we become productive and fight for excellence in your life. Fight to be the best version of yourself that you can be. As we start to get to the tail end of our series and of this uh, message today, let's look at the one talented servant just for a minute longer. In Matthew 25, verse 24 to 26, it says, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Notice something. This one talented servant had an incorrect perception and understanding of who his master was. He thought his master was a hard slave driver who didn't deserve what he had. But if you back up and you see how he treated the servants that were productive, it's very clear he was an honest, good, faithful master. He wanted his servants to be blessed. He wanted his servants to fulfill their purpose. And not only did he have an incorrect understanding, which is for you a picture, for you and I a picture of not understanding who God our Father is, not understanding who Jesus is in our lives, can cause us to have an orphan mindset, to have a wilderness mentality that robs us from walking in the fullness of what God has called us to be and to do. Not only that, he himself didn't see himself the way he really was. Look what it says in verse 25. It says, I was afraid and I went and hid my talent in the ground and look, here you have what is yours. You see, this wrong mindset led him to operate his life out of fear. It was fear-based. And because he was afraid, he couldn't make good decisions. It robbed him of his productivity. It robbed him of being who he could really be and to fulfill the, the purpose and to develop the gifts and talents that God had given him. Look at verse 26. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have, where I have not sown and gather where I have not sown seed. In other words, the master didn't see it the way he saw it. He was making excuses, and the master just called it like it is. He said, you're wicked and you're lazy. In other words, you're unproductive and you're unfruitful. And that's not a good place to be. It goes on in verse 29. It says, for to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. Again, God wants us to grow to a place of abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So let's be determined to develop a biblical mindset and a real understanding of who Jesus is. Let's continue to be a person who has a positive attitude of faith so that we can stay productive. Why? Because we are the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. And so as we understand this parable, we can dwell in God's land, we can start to become fruitful, we can start to trust God that in 2021, not only are we going to be blessed, but we're going to be a blessing. We're going to serve other people. We're going to serve our community. You know why? Because the church is the hope of the world. That means you and I 
are the hope of the world. We carry the message of the love of God and the message of the gospel of Christ. And when we start to declare that, when we start to walk in that, God's blessing will be released in our lives in a whole new dimension. We may face trouble. We may, may face challenges. But the key to remaining steady is to focus on your task and not the trouble. Let you and I get out there and be productive. Let's share the, the, the message of Christ with other people. Can I pray with you today as we close this service? Father, as we close the second part of, of our theme for this year, Rebuild, I pray for every person that is listening today. I pray, number one, that you would renew them in their strength. Number two, that you would rebuild their lives so they fit into the plan and begin to understand the amazing purpose you have for all of our lives. I thank you that I declare the blessing of God over their lives, over their family, and over everything they put their hands to. I speak the blood of Jesus over their lives. So today, if you've been listening or watching and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, it would be our absolute privilege to lead you today into a relationship with the Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. In Romans 10, it says, if you'll just simply believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, you will be saved. Let's pray together. If you want to pray that prayer, just pray it out loud. Just be sincere in your heart, and God will do the rest. Father God, I thank you today that I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on Calvary so that I could be saved. I acknowledge and accept Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, we would love to hear from you. Would you send us a WhatsApp message or an email telling us you prayed that prayer today? We would love to send you a Bible. We'd love to engage with you. We'd love to include you as we walk together and we learn more about serving Jesus. Perhaps you're online today and you've got a prayer request or you'd like to share testimony with us. You can send it to that same number or that same email. We look forward to hearing from you. God bless you. Have a fantastic week. Remember, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. And let's get out there and be productive because I believe God is going to multiply everything you put your hands to. See you on Thursday for our midweek Bible study and communion premieres at half past six on Thursday evening. Bye-bye.